0: the mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message and now here's the bow tie guy hey guys welcome to the mess it up podcast i am your always host the bow tie guy and i'm here with my friend kevin And Kevin, uh, he he came up with some names beforehand. Uh, You've probably seen pictures. If you haven't seen pictures, go check it out on the internet, uh, on our Instagram. Uh, But uh, he was uh, suggesting Sasquatch. I was suggesting, you know, podcaster McBeardface. But uh, anyhow, uh, Kevin's here with us. And uh, we're going to talk about some stuff because we just finished up CR Summit. But before we do, you know i got to get into a little bit of bookkeeping. Uh, Send me emails at info at Mess While Well, that would be intern Dave is info. I am Bowtie Guy at messituppodcast.com. Podcast.com. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review on whatever podcatcher you listen to. Always helps to bring in new listeners. Please share the uh, show with your word of mouth. Tell people, hey, you need to listen to this show. uh, And that would really be helpful. You can also follow us on Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, Follow us on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Check out our subreddit, which is Messed Up Ministries. Uh, Just do all that normal social media stuff. And uh, it's just really helpful if you get new people to listen to the show. Uh, would love to have you be on the show. Best way to do that is to email me or to call me. Give me a text at 760 608 uh, You can get a hold of me and we can get you hooked up to be on the show. Or if you've just got general questions or comments. Uh, final thing that we really look forward to having you do is become one of our patrons. Uh, go to MessItUpPodcast.com, click on Become a Patron. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join our group of patrons and help financially support the show and the ministry so that we can do things like bringing Bibles into the prisons and uh, getting notebooks and pencils and pens and paper and you know all that stuff that we could just go to Walmart and get. They can't do at the... Uh, a prison where we're doing ministry. So um, we've got to bring that stuff in. So your dollars help to do that. They help to keep the show on the air as well, because what they allow us to do is to pay for stuff like bandwidth and um, uh, podcasting accounts and websites and all that kind of stuff. And it just really helps out. All of your donations are tax deductible, so uh, you'll be getting your um, tax deductible donation information at the end of the year if you sign up. So sooner you sign up, the bigger tax break you get come uh, January and April of 2022. So thanks to all of our patrons, we really appreciate you being here. Uh, one of the fun things—well, I say fun—it's fun for me. One of the the Backbones of our show the thing that's always been there and 171 shows and here we are 172 is our song song uh, I'm getting ahead of myself our word of the week and this week's word of the work is My goodness, my mouth is not working. (laughs) This week's word of the week is imbue and I think what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm trying to talk too fast and get through this just too fast So I'm gonna slow down a little bit the word imbue means to inspire uh, or to, uh, to fill something up with something, to, uh, to permeate with a quality or a feeling. And one of the things that happened at, at CR Summit was I got imbued with just this feeling of hope and uh, excitement. And so if you can use the word imbue in your uh, sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points every time you do because it's just a whole lot of fun to do that kind of thing. And, you know, we love having words of the week. So that's our fancy word of the week. And I think um, I got nothing else to do. Real quick, I'm gonna take a selfie here. So there it went, me and me and Kev just got on the selfie, so we'll post that on the interwebs uh, real soon. But I think it's time to be on with the show. So what I wanna do is I wanna just reflect back on the summit that we just had. Last week's show, Bev and I were looking forward towards the summit this last weekend. Kevin, this was your first time at Summit, so you had nothing to really look forward to. But what were you? What were your uh, preconceived notions, thoughts, ideas, feelings going into the summit? To to be blunt and honest, I, I really didn't have anything except for what you
1: kept telling me, which was drinking out of a fire hose. Um, Did
0: you find that exciting, intimidating? Uh,
1: what? I took it as a challenge. Okay. Okay. That fits. (laughs) I've never been smart. So it's something I'd probably try
0: in real life. Um, man, that'd be great on, on our, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, man, here's Kevin drinking from the fire hose. There's Kevin spinning around. (laughs) Wow. What happened to Kevin's cheek? (laughs) Uh,
1: so I, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I've never really been to any kind of a conference of this nature or anything. Um, Except for when I was a kid, I went to some uh, American Baptist Association national meetings. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid. I was too busy looking at all the shops and looking for toys. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect. And really, it wasn't what I expected, which makes no sense, but it, it's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> I was
0: trying to wrap my brain around that <laughs> and see where
1: you're going with it. Um, and, man... I loved it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what, what was it that, that struck you with summit, uh, first, maybe not necessarily the the most impactful thing, but what was the first thing that, that got your attention or that made you take notice? Love. Okay. Like all of these
1: people genuinely showed love to each other. There was a family. You know, i I know I've heard you talk about it on the Friday nights quite a bit, you know, forever family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but seeing it on that national level and that they are that way it like it made it feel like you are at home more than at a conference, yeah. you know, and even though we were only watching it, it's like I felt like
0: this is family, right yeah and it's 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 different watching it online because we were watching online the summit happened in uh at the potter's house church in dallas texas uh, with several thousand people but then there were about three times as many people watching online around the world uh and that included our small group uh here in ridgecrest watching And I felt that way too. Even though I wasn't there with these people, uh, I was watching and having been to enough summits, I recognized faces, not just of the leaders that were speaking on stage, but uh, my friends Johnny and Shannon who were they must've gone up and down that stage 30 times with a podium in their hand, either going up or down or off the stage and, and, you know, just resetting the stage and doing those technical things that need to happen to make it go seamlessly. And and seeing people that we have met, you know, seeing skit guys and, and knowing, hey, I've sat and had conversations with skit guys. Uh, you know, hey, there's Johnny. I, I've talked to him at Summit in the past. And that it, it can, for me, it can be a little bit, Uh, Sometimes it's easy to put people on a pedestal, give them some celebrity. uh, But CR just has a way and Summit has a way of making everybody, like you said, family. And just knowing that we're just family. I remember listening to a couple of them that
1: I I just sat there. I'm like, I want to just have a dinner with these people. I want to enjoy their time, spend some time with them just because they seem so... Uh, genuine and fun, mm-hmm. and uh, like at no point did I, I feel like any of them were celebrity. Yeah, you know they did a pretty good job, in my opinion, of making it feel like they are no different than you and I.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and knowing the struggles that people had, and this was a this was a special summit for us old timers. Because, uh, first of all, it was celebrating 30 years of Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery started in 1991, and here we are in 2021. So 30 years of Celebrate Recovery. And it was the 27th summit. But it was also the first summit without Pastor John. And every summit has been... With Pastor John and his his influence, uh, his stamp has always been on the summits and still was. Uh, but he, he passed away in late February this year. But he'd always you know done stuff from the stage, and I remember my first summit in 04, He did a lot of the stuff from the stage. He did a lot of the teaching, a lot of the the leading and, and whatnot. And it was you know heavy on on him uh, from the stage. And as time went along and he got older and more people started coming up to support him and the national team grew he started having less and less on stage presence but he was always there by the side of the stage and you could see him and you knew he'd wander up and make a joke and a wisecrack and have a bad dad pun and you know that was not there this year and the healing that was going on as it happened for us as consumers as well as for the people on national team. And, you know, if you're not familiar with the hierarchy, you know, John's son Johnny is stepping into his dad's shoes as now the, you know, overall director of um Celebrate Recovery. And he got um Sworn in, so to speak, and ordained and commissioned by Pastor Rick Warren to do that uh, here at Summit and watching his mom come out and speak and talk about uh her grief and missing pastor john and and just being raw and open and uh it was it was so healing and good. It was just really authentic. You know, it wasn't faked the tears, the love, the stuff that you saw. I I can tell you that from my experience, that's, that's love that happens with those people. Uh, so what, what was maybe a highlight or two for you from summit, maybe a speaker or a topic or an idea or, or something?
1: Uh, I took all kinds of notes. There was two speakers that really stuck out to me. Uh, one of them was uh, Jimmy and Irene Rollins, and they're a couple that were sharing their testimony through a lesson, and uh, I won't
0: even—I was ugly crying by the time they were done. Oh, they were so good. I was so good. And if you're looking, it's Pastor Jimmy Rollins from Baltimore, not baseball player Jimmy Rollins from uh, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, and
1: from my story, which I've shared a little bit on previous podcasts, the thing that really hit me with them, because they taught their lesson around Paul and Silas getting arrested and being put on the inner prison. And their point was that we create our own inner prisons. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me and my journey, that's been, a that was something that I felt
0: like they stabbed me in the gut when they said yeah. that. And, and when they're speaking of, of inner prison and when Kevin mentions inner prison, it's not like just a prison within us, but it's the prison within the prison. You know, it's yes. the deepest of the deep. It's the isolation, the solitary, the shoe. It's, you know, that place where they put you because, you know, you're bad. So we put you in prison and now you've been bad in prison or you're, you know, horrible. So we're going to make a prison out of prison and make it even worse than the rest of the people get. That's that's that inner prison that is being referred to. Yeah.
1: And, and that's something I'm notorious of is I will isolate myself and, and hole up and just because I don't, I never felt like anyone cared, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like half people don't care. You have problems and the other half are just glad to hear you have them. Yeah. And, and that's how I felt. And so I just always isolated myself and, you know, going through this 12 step journey has allowed me to break that. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those. For me, just hearing someone else say it, validated it to me and made me realize I'm
0: not alone. Yeah. You know, And, and that's such a freeing feeling. That to me, that's the secret sauce of Celebrate Recovery. That was what made it work for me was when I realized I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. And sometimes that takes a long time. Um, roll back here to 2004. I am at Summit for the first time. I'm on campus at Saddleback. I had stepped out of the, um, the big uh, sanctuary to go to the bathroom and I'm walking back up and walking out down the, the sidewalk. Maybe I guess it must have been a break time uh, because Pastor John was walking out the door as I was walking in and I stopped and talk to him. At this point, I didn't really know. I'm pretty new, but I remember seeing this guy because he shared his testimony. I was like, oh, hey, this is the guy, he's he's John. Okay, cool. So I, I look at him and I'm like, hey, I'm new to this thing. And our, our Celebrate Recovery group is, has always been small enough that we've just had a men's group and a women's group. We haven't ever had separated issue-specific men's groups. We've had issue-specific women's groups, but just never had enough men to do issue-specific. But I was talking to him about the fact that I was new to Celebrate Recovery. My head was exploding with all this information because I was drinking from the fire hose. And he you know, just asked me some questions because that's what he did. He just talked to you about you and your ministry. And so he was asking me about my Celebrate Recovery where I came from and I was new to leadership, but I said, what I want to do is I want to find a place where I can work on my issue. And he, of course, does the obvious follow up, what's your issue? And I said, well, um, I struggle with pornography and I can't get anybody else to talk about pornography. It's such a taboo issue that nobody else would talk about it. A pastor won't talk about it. They will bring it up in church. It's, you know, it's just not done. And so this is 2004. I said, yeah, it can be difficult. And he shared his difficulties with me in trying to get uh, a a small group at their celebrate recovery, which had hundreds of people to start and and stick for um, tobacco. They couldn't, they just couldn't get a tobacco small group going. So we, you know, shared about that and and talked a little while and went on our merry way roll forward now to 2021 and I watch person after person after person, get up on the stage, share testimony, be a leader, everybody. And they're all talking about pornography in their lives and how they've had this battle with pornography. And I'm like, okay, so I was there and I was the only one to it and no one. And, And sometimes that aha of like, I'm not the only one. Sometimes it takes years to get there. Uh, but I had mine this year, and and I don't know what the math on that is. Let's see, oh four uh, to seventeen years later, I'm like, okay, people are talking about it from the stage in a consistent way, and and so that I love that though. It is, it's it's freeing. It it tells me, hey Paul, you're not the freak that the devil wants you to think you are. Uh, you're not a kook. You're not horrible. Um, if you go back. Uh, and listen to old uh, podcasts um, back when I first started. Uh, I had uh, a guy on and sadly, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't start keeping track of who was on the show until the second year, so I can't say uh, who it was that, uh, or what show it was, but you can listen to my friend um, Steven from Unashamed Unafraid podcast back in the early days. And if you go on to unashamed and afraid podcast, you can hear me talking on his show because we did a reciprocal and just the idea of talking about not being ashamed and not being afraid to admit that we have struggles with pornography or sex addiction addiction, or uh, or whatever it is that we don't have to be held under that umbrella of fear and shame. And Stephen, especially, you know, he talks he is from the LDS community and that stigma is even more so stamped and the idea of shunning and isolation is a bigger part of that culture and community so there's a lot more to risk uh but it was just nice to not be the only one anymore that that has a pornography addiction and and i can remember sitting in a group there at Saddleback. The first time I went down, I, I call it my, you know, trip to Mecca and we would go sometimes on a Friday night, and take our leadership or part of our leadership and just go see what Saddleback looks like on a, a big scale. And I remember going to the open share groups and you look at Saddleback and they have a map of here's where all the different open shares are. And they've got, uh, oh, it was uh, number show number 20, uh, Penitent. Thank you, Kevin, just looked it up for us. Um, but they got this map, and it says, "Okay, here's the group for male sexual addictions." I went there, and it was in a big tent, like you know the buildings at Saddleback, or uh, a lot of them were these big tents. And there were three open share groups with 15 men each in them. There were 45 guys in that group back in 2000. This is probably 2007, 2008, talking about sexual addiction. I was like. Amen. The last time I was in a group that big for sexual addictions was when I was court mandated and and I was there with all the other guys in probation that were forced to be there. These are guys taking time out of their life to sit and admit it and just be able to say, yes, I struggle with this and not thinking, what's this guy going to think when I say this? Because still, there's a little bit of... I wonder when I get up in front of a church and say, this is what I struggle with. And and people have told me, man, you're so brave to talk about your struggle. And I, I don't think of it as brave. I think of it as I'm so free to talk about my struggle. I was afraid when I didn't. That was fear. It didn't take bravery to do it. It took the the power of fear, keeping it over my head.
1: Yeah. Pastor Jimmy actually touched on that was the things you are already talking about Satan cannot use against you as a weapon. That was so good. That was so powerful. Say that again. The things you are already talking about Satan cannot use as a weapon. Say more about that. You know, because Satan uses it when we're not talking about it because we're trying to keep it hidden. Right. We're ashamed of it. We don't want it out. But if you're already talking about it, you're already open about it.
0: There's nothing to hide. So how can sit and use it against you at that point? Exactly. Yeah, think about having a conversation with someone and uh, you're having a private conversation and a, a, a third party comes in that's not part of the conversation and you just all of a sudden stop talking. Well, now they, they, you know, maybe they heard some of the stuff that was going on and they've got perhaps some leverage on you or something going on. But if you're just talking and saying, yeah, I, uh, you know, whatever, I, I I bought pizza for lunch today and the pizza's sitting in front of you. Um, and you've taken a picture on Instagram and Facebook and took a picture with your pizza and someone walks up, Oh, Hey, you had pizza for lunch. I'm going to tell your wife. It's like, so what? I I, I put it on the internet. I I did this. It's what do you got? I mean, you got nothing. Go ahead and tell her. And she's going to be like, yeah, I know. I saw that a couple hours ago on the internet. And, and now the person trying to use that as a weapon just looks like an idiot. They're just a fool. And how awesome is it to talk about our secrets and make the devil look like a fool? The, not look like, be a fool and expose himself for the fool that he is. Because exactly. if we let it out, it's just it, the power gets sucked right out of it. It's, it's letting the air yeah. out of that balloon.
1: Can't yeah. pop it anymore. You know, and, and he followed that up with a little... Um, I, I don't know call it, it as a word play, but when you're being transparent, you're allowing people to see your, what's going on, mm-hmm. but when you become vulnerable,
0: you now allow them to know what's going on. Okay. So transition, transparent, then deeper is vulnerable uh, is, uh, vulnerable. vulnerable,
1: okay. And then you become accountable and then that is me holding it, handing it over to you to hold. Yeah. Which that was, that's always been a hard part for me is I wouldn't, you know, I'd let people, I'd talk about it I'd let people know in a little bit, but I would never allow anyone else to hold my issues. Yeah. And then finally you get into being intimate, which is you've got nothing left to hide. Right. And that's something I think for the first time in my life, I'm actually at that point. Yeah. With those that I have chosen, I guess, (laughs) you know, um, I've got people in my life now that I've
0: allowed into my life that deep. And I think that's a a really salient point that you bring up there that that those that you've chosen to let in there, because it's not a thing where it's not healthy to go stand on the corner with a bullhorn and billboards and spew your secrets to the world. That's not what we're talking about here Mm -hmm. because that will repulse people, will push them away, you know people, not everybody needs to be that deep, but those people that you choose need to be that deep. And the way I like to think of it is like a room with glass and microphones and speakers. So when I'm being transparent, I I have the glass, the microphones and speakers are off, but people from the outside can look in and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. When I get vulnerable, now I'll turn on the speaker so they can hear what's going on. And my side, they know what's happening. And then when we have that um, uh, accountability, now they got a, a microphone and my speakers on so we could talk to each other through the glass. And then that intimacy, I bring them in, I open the door, they come in, now they're there with me and, and it's we're together on this. Um, and I think that's really, it, it was really, the, those guys just, I mean, we're in a desert so it's hard to do, but they blew me out of the water. You know, it was yeah. just... Powerful,
1: yeah. I mean, the last major thing they said that, like, I remember sitting in the room and and everyone in the room kind of went like their jaw dropped and there was gasping noises was when you talked about midnight. Midnight is only 60 seconds, right? What that, yes, yeah, 1201 is a new day, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my goodness. We're ready to go.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more. I I wrote that one. That went down. Uh, That's going to be a show topic. So we're going to, we're going to So I'm going to steal that back from you because that's going to be an entire show that we're going to talk about. But one of the things that really I look forward to every year was summit and I wasn't sure how it was going to work this year was worship. Mm -hmm. So we were, in. just to give you our setting, we were in a small conference room at a local hotel that donated the room to us. We were right at the front entrance to the hotel with just a glass door between us so people could see us. And it made me feel like I was in the prison because when I'm in the prison, what I tell the guys is when we sing and do worship, I want the guys walking by mopping floors, going back and forth to classes or chow or whatever to hear us and to wonder what's going on and to see how much of a good time we're having so they'll wanna be in there with us and I wasn't sure how worship would work, but bless her heart, we had a lady in there with us and I can't divulge her uh, uh, anonymity, but there was a lady that came, it was her first time at summit with us, but she had been to summit before, actually back in 2004, she had been at that same summit I was at, uh, but she was not reserved and she was clapping wow. her hands and just telling us with her action, she was just guiding us Dude. to let, It was infectious. Yeah, let our our guard down. And so one of the songs that we uh, did do there was a song that I wasn't familiar with, but the Kevin was. We've thrown it in here as the uh, song of the week. And I will show Kevin when we take our break that I already had it written down, so I'm not worried because he threatened me with physical violence if I didn't (laughs) use this song. I ain't scared of you. Um, But uh, this is a song from Elevation Worship and Maverick City Music. The song is called Gyra, and it talks about uh, Jehovah Gyra. So... Uh, we're going to give you about 90 seconds of gyra we'll be back on the other side to talk about that and to give some more thoughts about summit so we'll see you in 90 seconds after gyra
1: I can see so clear side
0: So, Kevin, I had not heard this song before and as you're doing it you, you lean back and you're talking to me about something and I couldn't hear what you're saying so I just gave you a little you know like I'm deaf kind of okay yeah cool that I get from people sometimes and then I was like oh this song uh, first of all um, what are your thoughts on, on this song? The first time I heard this song uh, I, was, I was given it to
1: play at a worship event and I'm looking at this song I'm like I, I don't even know what this word is mm. and, and mm. so I had to learn and um,
0: and if you're looking up, it's J I R E H.
1: Yeah, and and for me, this song, until it was put into uh, the frame of recovery for me, when it when it hit that um, pairing, became a whole new song, and, and it just blew my mind again. Mm-hmm. I loved the song, anyways. But when I put it in the form of recovery, it was huge. And uh, I don't want to forget how I feel right now on the mountaintop. I can see so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side when the sun goes down. I don't want to forget how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now after going through summit. Like, I would almost equate how I feel to when I first got saved. Mm -hmm. I am so full, so filled with joy. I can't stop talking about it. There's a couple of people on Sunday that I'm sure were wanting me to just shut up because I wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about it. You know, I've been sharing multiple things that came and, and I forgot how awesome this feels. Yeah. To be so full and happy. And that's, that's my verse for right now.
0: Yeah. For me, the, uh, I had not heard this song and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this song is so Powerful and and like you said, there's so many things. But but going into the the pre-chorus and the chorus it says, "You are gyra you are enough, Jaira, you're enough, and I'll be content in every circumstance." You're Jaira, you are enough, forever enough, always enough, more than enough. And I struggle so much with gimme, with I want more, with this isn't good enough. This isn't enough enough. I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. I struggle with that so much. I need the the newest phone, the best camera, the fastest computer, the fanciest car, you know, whatever it is. I just, I want, I want, I want, and I just consume and it consumes me as I try to consume products and goods and favor and goodwill. And I've got to realize that God is my everything. And when I make God my everything, I've got not what I need. I've got more than I need. I've got that double portion pressed down, overflowing just for me. And I don't need more because when I'm looking for more things, I'm taking my eyes off of Christ, off of God and what he's offering me and and putting it into the world and what the world has to offer me and it's just, it's, it's not the same. Um, I think about music a lot, and there are a lot of bands that I loved growing up that I really wanted to go see in concert. And I've had the opportunity to see some of them now, and I've passed on the opportunity because there's been a, a key element missing from the, the band. And I'm like, Yeah, it's not the same. It's like going to see a cover band, you know? I've seen the band Led Zeppelin, and they dress up in the costumes of Led Zeppelin, and they do spot-on versions, impersonations, impressions, recreations of what Led Zeppelin was. But it's not the same as going and, and, and being able to have seen Led Zeppelin and when i'm looking at what the world has to offer me instead of what god who created the world has to offer me i'm i'm going to see led zeppelin because i can get a good seat at the you know county fair instead of going and, and having a nosebleed seat at the forum instead and and it's i'm missing out on the blessing of the authentic original real thing and god is forever enough he's always enough he's more than Enough, and that's what I need to keep my eye on. I love that. Yeah, and 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 Jireh is is God's name as provider. You know, yes. Jehovah Jireh is He's our provider. He gives us what we need, and He knows what we need before we ask. Which doesn't mean we shouldn't ask, because by asking, that's getting my will in line with his will, not his will in line with my will. It's me aligning to God. That's what my prayer yeah. is, is me aligning to God. It's not me trying to convince. I used to think, well, why am I praying to try to change the mind of an all knowing, all powerful God? You know, but that's not, I, I had, had my eyes screwed on backwards and I was looking at the back of my head. Uh, so <clears throat> anyhow, um, you said this song was brought to you because of uh, you were playing it in worship? Yes. Okay. And and I had not heard it. And I just, my goodness, I cannot get enough of Maverick City. Uh, no. They just do such good stuff. And Elevation is awesome as well. So you put those two together, and yeah. it's, it's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup for sure. Yeah, and good. you fall asleep, you miss five songs. Yeah. Uh,
1: Maverick's just amazing, and they're putting them out all the
0: time. Yeah. Well, you don't necessarily... F- Miss five songs if you fall asleep because some of them are like this one here clocks in at just under ten minutes, so you, <laughs> you can take a cat nap. <clears throat> um, so uh, you were talking when we were uh, in the break mm-hmm. about your highlights. That's what I want to ask you is, you know, what what's your takeaway? What are you coming away from Summit? What what else stands out in your mind?
1: There there was one, um, I believe his name is Mac. Uh, Mac Owen.
0: Yeah. Yes, he he's uh, our our. Well, they've, they've renamed everybody and, and sort of reorganized after Pastor John passed. So he is now the global director, global field director, I believe, of Celebrate Recovery. But anyhow, he's okay. like basically the vice president.
1: Uh, according to the cut that he was wearing, he's the national director of Broken Chains?
0: No. No, no. he's national director of – he used to be national director when they first started doing cuts – Um, so now they've changed that last time. Um, but that is what's on his cut for that is national director for celebrate recovery, but now he is global. They put him in charge of the whole globe.
1: Uh, Just a little responsibility. Yeah. Um, like, first off, I just love listening to that. I I would listen to him preach all day. Oh, heck yeah. Happily. Oh, heck yeah. He's just an old Southern boy. And that just has a good way to put it. Yep. Um, but he shared with something on day one that. Him and his wife, you know, in the morning, they would put on three by five cards, a Bible verse. And then that's what they would, you know, they would meditate on it and and work on it throughout the day. And, you know, and I kind of got tickled because I heard him talking about, well, we brought them all here. We'll give them out to you. If you want one, use it as a bookmark, whatever you need. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it wasn't until day two when he came out to talk again that he brought it back up. But he pulled one out of his back pocket that was all crumpled, looked like it'd been sat on a few times, mm-hmm. looked like, you know, as proof of this is what he actually does. Yeah. And it was at that point, I'm like, all right, you know, I love it. It's something different. It's something I haven't tried because I struggle to stay consistent with my daily time with God. Right. And I just loved the simplicity of it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy, does it? Yeah it's not a uh, uh, devotional book that you're going to go through in five days of the seven days a week. You don't really care about it. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I love the simplicity of it because I get to pick the verse and I started it yesterday. Today it was my second day of doing it. And I fully admit both verses have been, <laughs> I, I had no clue of knowing, but both verses have hit pretty hard. Yeah. And how did you
0: choose your verses?
1: Well, yesterday, knowing I was going to be playing worship at, at big church, I was going to, you know, I, I looked for a worship verse. And I looked for something that was just going to help me to keep my mind on worship.
0: Google search for that or no, uh, uh, um, uh, the concordance in the back of dictionary kind of thing? I have
1: a Bible. It's called the Every Man's Bible. Mm-hmm. And in the front of it, it's it's just got kind of a, a topical index. That okay. It's just got a few lists. And so I looked cool. at worship and okay. then just kind of looked at Oh, that, that kinda of fits where I wanna go. Sure. So I went with it. And, you know, today I cared, yeah, you know, this morning waking up, I wanted something about peace. And that's so I I went and well what you know, what what do they got listed? Right, okay, like, all right, I like this one and that's what I'm gonna do. Cool. And um, so I started doing it because it made such an impact on me and yeah, I've pulled it up a bunch of times today just to remind myself that you know, God's the reason I have peace now. It's not Kevin. It's not anyone else. It's God. And say a little prayer of thanks. And, uh, I'll say a little prayer to help me remember to stay peaceful. Yeah. And
0: I just love the simplicity of it. Uh, and I think that that's a great it's great that you took that and, and, and applied it to your life. And if that's something you're interested in doing, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say that, um, we're going to open this up for a challenge and we're just going to call it the Mac Owen challenge. So it's M-A-C-O-W-E-N challenge. Take a picture of yourself with your three by five card. Uh, and, uh, I'd love to have you post it on social media with a hashtag, but I wasn't able to search those hashtags last time. I'm hoping they've eased up on the regulations, uh, but post it on social media with hashtag Mac Owen challenge, but then also email it to me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or tag me in your thing or, uh, Text it to me at seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two, and I'll uh, let it sit for a week or two. And uh, at the, uh, let's say, middle of August, uh, August 15th, uh, I will take a look at all the ones that I've done and uh, randomly draw a winner for uh, some Starbucks gift card. Uh, so do that Mac Owen Challenge and, and just do that every day. That's, that's an awesome thing. And don't worry, he's not going to let me win. (laughs) Hey, if you got the best picture, you know, and it comes up randomly. Uh, So uh, for me, one of the things that really is always my highlight of Summit, and and you didn't get to participate in this yesterday, Kevin, because Kevin had to play music on Sunday. We did our Summit time delayed, so we did Friday, Saturday, Sunday, instead of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So Summit Friday wound up being our Sunday. So Kevin wasn't able to be there because he was in big church. But they, uh, the, last, the way Summit closes is they come out with these big wooden crosses and they give people uh, the opportunity to take an issue that they've been dealing with and nail it to the cross and, and bury that issue. And I just love going to Summit and sitting in this big auditorium at Saddleback and hearing for a half an hour or more the sound of hammers on nail uh, banging these things in and, and you can watch on the video, you can watch how people do it. And when I did it a couple of years ago, I, I nailed an issue that was lingering in my life. to the, And I was like, I am not bringing this back with me this time. And I buried that nail into that cross. It was not coming out without a scar. And uh, I, I watched somebody do that this sun. Uh, you know, this year, I watched, you know, a lot of people just tap it in a little bit and then walk off to this person, like banged it until there was no more nail left because that issue wasn't coming back with them. And we took the opportunity this year to, we have a board with a cross on it and I gave everybody a notepaper and they wrote their thing, folded it over so we couldn't see it and then uh, pinned it to the board. And that board is now hanging in my my hallway. And I made the commitment that that board would get prayed over every single day uh, for the next year. And when I'm gone, the person that watches my house, part of their job is gonna be to pray over that board so that those issues get prayed over. And the, the cool thing about when I buried my nail in the cross, I don't remember what that issue was. I mean, God took it from me to the point where I don't remember what it was. Uh, so that's always my highlight is, is the cross and the nail. Uh, you were talking about um, a highlight with Hosanna. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyone who doesn't know who Hosanna Long is, needs to go ahead and pause this and go check her out. If nothing else, listen to My New Name, I think it's called. I Have a New Name. I Have a New Name. Listen to that and then come back and you'll understand why we love her.
0: Before you do, <laughs> grab your tissue and have it handy and sit back from your computer so you don't uh, cry into that thing because uh, it's, it's, yeah
1: ugly crying will, will commence. Yes. Um, but she was giving a couple of things out of her book, um, that she did her newest book, uh, how not to save
0: the world. Yeah. Coming out very soon.
1: Yeah. Um, and and it's about 14 lies that she believed when and that slowed her from being able to share Jesus. Um, and I know I, I'm still finishing up my 12 steps. I'm, I'm almost there. Um,
0: You'd be a little closer if I didn't have you record this show before Step Study tonight. We got, what, two lessons left? Yeah, two (laughs) lessons left,
1: and we're doing it, yeah. But the questions I had to answer for this one, if I hadn't gone through the Step Study or uh, through the summit first, the questions would have been so much harder to answer because of perspective. Hmm. And the way that she was able to put it into perspective for me – Uh, but the biggest impact I took away from hers was her second point that she talked about was my story's not good enough Mm. and that's something I've always struggled with you know because I I didn't have a good story in my mind right you know there's always people that had it worse there's always people that have a much better life so their story's better And, and mine's just mediocre nothing special in my mind
0: which is funny because, you know, you've got a, a pretty good story, you know, by mediocre accounts. Yours, you know, exceeds <laughs> mediocre for sure in terms of what people would classify as, you know, not much going on. You know, yours is an action-packed testimony.
1: Yeah. There's a few times I should have not made it out. <laughs> um, and, but I've always felt like it just wasn't a big deal. You know, like I know as far as like church testimonies, I've, I've always was envious of those that had the big miraculous turnarounds. Yes. You know, I grew up in church. And so being saved was just a natural progression for me. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that I didn't do it for real, but it was just a natural progression. Right. And by the end of hers, I wasn't ugly crying, but I was still crying, you know, because she wrapped her story. Uh, her lesson around Jesus and Lazarus and when he took Lazarus from the grave and that they didn't want to kill just Jesus. They wanted to kill Lazarus because Lazarus was proof right of Jesus. And it was at that point you know the wheel started turning, things started clicking in my head. you know and you know it's it's true those that are healed, recovered from addictions, revived by Jesus, we're all proof of Jesus. If you've gone through Celebrate Recovery and you've finished your 12 steps, you are proof of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am proof of st- Jesus. My story is proof of Jesus. Why is that not good enough to share with anybody?
0: Yeah. And without naming names or getting any details, that would give everything away. What happened when you shared your story?
1: Um, I'm a youth leader for our youth program and a few weeks ago I had to fill in for the main youth leader um, and I was struggling because I thought I had bombed, bombed it. I thought I did horrible but we just had a big youth event and um, there was one girl from our, our group that heard my, my testimony and it moved her and um, no, I'm, I'm up there. Where I'm playing altar call for you know, for the last night, and I kind of look over and I see someone waving at me. I'm like, okay. And I'd already been told I can stop and go to my small group, so I did. And I get told that they want I'm being asked to baptize them because of my testimony. Mm. This is this is someone that I really haven't had a whole lot of dealings with. Just because we, we do a pretty good job keeping boys with boys, girls with girls. But my story impacted her and she wanted me to do it. Yeah. And I. How's go, that for good enough? If that ain't good enough, I don't know what is. Jaira. Ain't that the truth? Jaira, right there in some words. And I went through a, a lot of emotions of after that, you know, because I'm like, I was so hard on myself because of how poorly I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And. I know I've heard everyone say, if you reach one person, then it was all worth it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then it's it was all worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you made that pain profitable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's uh, that's the, the power of a testimony. That's the power of everything. And I, I remember thinking of that same thing before my life spun off the tracks. So I remember sitting in church and listening to pastors talk. And like you said, they had this great turnaround and they were... know in the gutter on skid row with a bottle in their hand and a needle Mm -hmm. in their arm and now they're saved and you know leading people to Christ I'm like oh man I'm thinking about getting into the ministry. It's like what's my story gonna be I grew up you know middle class with no struggle and went to school and blah 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 and then all of a sudden um I just went ahead and went to jail and lost my career and all my credibility and my whole life got turned upside down and now I've got more testimony than I wish, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just exactly enough uh, for what I need. So you know that's that's the way those things go. Uh, any parting shots about um, uh, summit or anything you're looking forward to in this next year uh, before summit rolls around again? Well, first off,
1: next year I want to be there in person. I do not lie. I'd rather drink from the fire hose in person than through a TV. I yeah, think. it's <laughs> wetter. Yeah, it's a little wetter. Uh, in our heat that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I've just as I said earlier I'm just so amped over this and I would encourage anyone who has not at least checked it out go check it out if you know me personally talk to me I will happily bring you and I would
0: love to be part of your journey Yeah, if you're looking for a Celebrate Recovery, it's real easy. Wherever you are, you go on to CelebrateRecovery.com and there is a button there for the group locator. And it will, you just type in your city or your address or your zip code. And then you can put in a radius, you know, 5, 10, 50 mile radius. And it'll show you the groups that are in your area. And um, if you can't find one in your area, just start searching in other areas so you can widen your search out, and once you find one, call that person and have them get a hold of the um, state rep so you can find out the state rep in your area, and maybe God's got it for you to start a Celebrate Recovery. If you're in Ridgecrest, we meet at uh, RCA Church on the corner of Upjohn and Downs, 7 o'clock every Friday night, Uh, so come check us out. Come see us. Uh, It's great. It's My life um, is forever changed for the better because Absolutely. of uh self recovery i will always be in recovery uh because I've, i'll never arrive i'm always going to be you know going just uh a little bit more and looking for one more person to bring along with me trying to stuff that um that that lobby of uh of heaven uh with with fine fine folks like yourselves um Kevin, thanks for uh, for coming to Summit, first of all. it's, it's I love bringing uh, rookies to Summit and just watching their face and their experience. But thanks for joining the show again. Uh, listen, if you've got something to say about this show or other shows, or you've got an idea, email me, bowtieguy at or send me a text, 760 1942 You can email the show. Intern Dave answers our email at info at Follow us online, become a patron, and financially support the show. Put your money where my mouth is, so to speak. Uh, And we really appreciate that. That does do a world of good for a lot of people. Uh, So thanks for joining us. We will be here next week with uh, another show. And until then, I guess we will see you next time we mess mess it up. up.